into the contest. It's Monday the 16th of August. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. Shane Lee, how are you, my dear friend? You've been you've been in the kitchen, you've had the apron on, you've had the mittens on. What have you been up to? <laughs> Lovely weekend. A lot of walks in a five-kilometre radius made here in Sydney. But um, no, I did a little bit of cooking. I cooked uh, my favourite fish, John Dory, on the weekend with um, some lemon butter and um, some parsley with some roasted broccoli, mate. It was beautiful. Oh, that sounds lovely. That is the way to do broccoli yeah. and Brussels sprouts, isn't it? Um, yep. Not that I do it, yep. but my wife does. <laughs> Today on the show, I know, but doesn't that sound terrible? Today on the show, we have Paralympic soccer player and North City United coach Ben Sutton, as well as the head of the New South Wales Rugby League, David Trodden. Well, Shane, interesting comments from Mark Taylor. Uh, I know that you've said he was an extraordinary captain. Uh, I work with him a lot. One of the best blokes I've come across in sport. He's come out and said to the Australian dressing room to stop leaking. Of course, we heard the story last week about someone has talked about how Justin Langer had the blow up with the staff member. What's your take on all of that? Sounds like Mark Taylor suggesting Justin hires a plumber. Um, look, it's clearly, uh, as I, I've always said, I think Mark Taylor is a, the, definitely the greatest captain I played under, a fantastic leader. Um, and you can see that the team um, in particular uh, are not happy. He can see that Justin Langer's not happy. Um, and he really wants to try and keep everything within the change room. It's really, really hard to do in this, in this modern day and age with social media. But, um, yeah, the, the more leaks that come out, the harder it makes for anyone to have any sort of impression or any leadership within that group. And it just sounds like Justin Langer has sort of lost that. And um, he's in big trouble, I think, as a coach. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be very difficult to stop, as you say, mm. a plumber. You when when the water's coming out everywhere, you yep. need more than ten fingers, don't you, to stop it? Uh, what about the Wallabies talking about uh, stopping the leak? Uh, they were so good in the first game, and and to be honest, they were only six points down at half time on the weekend. But just some of the mistakes. The All Blacks are great; they're brilliant at Eden Park. But the mistakes, Shane. Yeah, well, the the match started at four. 4 p.m. on Saturday. I was having a good weekend until 4.30 on Saturday. It was really, really hard to watch the Wallabies, mate. It was bloody just some some silly stuff once again. But, look, the All Blacks look fantastic, but, geez, we made them look good. They do it machine-like, don't they? And that's the basics of sport. And when you captain teams, you would have said it to all your players, whether you're bowling, whether you're batting, whether you're fielding. And I know I wasn't an elite sportsman, but you've got to get the simple stuff done first, don't you? You don't try and hit a six off the first ball. You're definitely right, mate. And I think you're going to see some wholesale changes in this Wallabies unit moving forward because we've stuck with a few guys now um, and it's not working. What about Geelong? Geelong top of the table. I've tipped them. Um, Boy, Mm. they've got a a strong team. They've got superstars everywhere. Corey McKernan has been saying all year, mate, that Geelong, if they're going to win it, it has to be this year with their older sort of squad. Um, But once again, they got the job done. Dangerfield kicking a crucial goal towards the end of the match and uh, yeah, Geelong top of the table. Very consistent team at the moment. Yeah, that was a brilliant mark and a brilliant goal from a man that's appropriately named Patrick Dangerfield. Yes. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, we have the boss of the New South Wales Rugby League, News at Manly, Tommy Turbo's broken cheekbone. David Trodden is here. Play Sport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to playsport.com. Play Sport, whatever moves you. 
All right, time to talk the greatest game of all, Rugby League. And the boss of the New South Wales Rugby League is David Trodden. How are you, Trotter? I'm a bit depressed at the moment, Tim. No footy in New South Wales. And, um, you know, we we, had, we came off such a high with those first two um, origin wins we had. But um, but since then, we've been sitting around waiting for footy to restart. And um, and all we can do is get out and um, walk within that five-kilometre radius. So um, <laughs> hoping that things change around pretty soon. So, Dave, they, have, they have said the next three rounds of the NRL um, will be played in Rockhampton, Mackay, Toowoomba and Redcliffe. So um, I suppose it's good to have the rugby leagues continuing, but as you said, it'd be great if it was in New South Wales as well. Yeah, Shane, look, look the, the NRL have really got no alternative other yep. than base themselves in Queensland. And they've done a mighty job, actually, just to keep the thing going when it looked um, at, at times that they might have some trouble doing it. So, I mean, I really applaud them for being able to, to, to keep the sport happening. They've done uh, better than most other sports in most other places in the world with the way they've been able to do it. So it's great It's great that we're at least able to watch um, the NRL on the TV yeah. anyway. The, the one real positive from a New South Wales Rugby League and Queensland Rugby League perspective is we got the State of Origin series in, didn't we? And we got the, the women's origin game in. It, it's it's hugely disappointing to see the, the lower tier competition and, and the junior sport close at the moment, but it, it really is what it is, isn't it, um, at the moment? Yeah, it's devastating, Tim. But um, uh, as a governing body, you know you've got an obligation to um, to make sure that the health and safety of participants is paramount. And um, quite apart from the fact that the public health orders stop you from doing it at the moment, even if the, the public health order did, didn't exist tomorrow, you'd be a brave administrator if you said that it was safe for uh, you know boys and girls and and men and women to be recommencing to play footy, you know, so the, the current environment just doesn't lend itself to it. And that's really unfortunate. But as you said, it's the way it is. Trotto, a couple of cracking matches on the weekend. One one we'll start with that was, wasn't was close was uh, the Seagulls 56 over the Eels 10. It was an absent turbo injured, mate. Can can the Seagulls win without turbo? I don't know that you could, you could ever rule them out um, with turbo. Without turbo, I don't know. I mean... You, you, you look at them at the start of the season, Shane, and um, they're a completely different side with that turbo, yeah. uh, weren't they? And they, they really only have um, sort of a single point of attack with Daly Cherry Evans when Turbo's not in the team. But they're such a different team with that turbo. I really hope he's back because it adds such a um, another exciting component to the season. And, you know, they, they're the one team – well, maybe there's a couple of teams, but they're, they're one team that you can really see challenging – uh, Melbourne at the moment because uh, with Turbo on the side, you'd never discount anything. What about Penrith? You've seen Nathan Cleary's growth as a, as a young man, as a young player in the New South Wales team. He really made a difference and he's going to make a huge difference. They're right back in the fray if they ever weren't out of it. He's such uh, an important component in that side. I mean, everything that that side does uh, starts with him, Tim. And it was the same with our State of Origin team. You know, we missed him terribly for game three because he's at the centre of everything, makes all the decisions apart from being a wonderful goal kicker. And, um, and you know, his return um, will be gradual, I reckon. He'll get better and better and um, you wouldn't discount them either. The Rabbits seem to be just... Uh, winning week in week out now 30, another another big win thirty six to six yeah so it's funny with um, a really experienced coach like Wayne Bennett he always seems to be able to get his sides to peak at the right time doesn't he and mm. so uh, so they're, they're certainly going well as well a really important test for them this weekend though Shane uh, when they play uh, the Panthers you know they've had those uh, yep. 
that those sort of uh, large wins over the past uh, month or so. But um, it would be really interesting to see whether that form can translate into um, a win against a you know, strong team like the Panthers. It looks like things are going to normalise towards the end of the year. There has been some speculation from people like Phil Gould and others about a, a summer kind of competition. Uh, is that possible? What what could be done, do you think? And I'm sure that you guys have discussed these kinds of ideas. We'd love to be able to do something like that, Tim. But as I said, that the health and safety of participants is paramount. And at the moment, um, the way the government's talking, they're not talking about infection rates to return to normality, they're, they're talking about vaccination rates. And so, you know, uh, if, you, if you've if got two vaccinations and you're, um, and, and you're okay to return to the construction industry, if you've got one vaccination and a negative test, you're okay. So, I mean, the signal that they're sending, I think, to the community is if you get vaccinated, you can, you can do pretty much anything. The trouble with footy is that um, our cohort is with the people who are mostly unvaccinated because they're people under the age of 30 who at the moment haven't had really any opportunity to become vaccinated. So um, I, I reckon um, there are practical difficulties in making that happen much before Christmas because I can foresee government saying that uh, can do it, they've got to be vaccinated to do it. Yeah, I think you're right there, mate. Um, uh, Trotto, just quickly, uh, who's your tip for the grand final this year right now? If I had to say right now, I'd say um, Melbourne versus Manly. Um, and as much as it pains me to say it, um, I think Melbourne might be too strong for them. Dave, appreciate you coming on the program. Uh, brighter days ahead. Look, we've got to be thankful that we got the, the showpiece of the game away and hopefully uh, 2022 will be a lot more normal year for everyone. We've got the Origin Shield, Tim. That's what's important. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Trotto. See you soon. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, Ben Sutton. Ben plays for the Para Roos. Now, the Paralympic Games are on next week. Can't wait to chat with Benny. We're only a little bit over a week away from the Paralympic Games. Everyone enjoyed the Olympics a couple of weeks ago and are getting very excited about what, watching this. Now, a team that won't be there, but a man that knows Paralympic sport very, very well, plays for the Para Roos. Ben Sutton joins us. How are you, Ben? Good. How are you, mate? Benny, Shane Lee here, mate. And uh, Benny, we go way back, mate. Um, good mate with your old man, Dave. Um, you're getting excited for the upcoming um, Paralympics? I'm very excited to watch it. I was very excited to actually watch the Olympics as well, and that yeah. helps with kind of the situation we are all in now, but the Paralympics have been. I was talking to my housemate about I'm, I'm, I just want to watch them and see what everyone can do. And and your sport uh, isn't in this Games, but uh, it it's still going to be huge, isn't it? It's grown enormously over the last few years. Yeah, unfortunately, our our CP football isn't in the Tokyo, and it was in Rio, but it would take it out. But it had grown significantly, and our following everywhere, social media, and even uh, the last time we played a game was the first time in 20 years at home. Uh, November 2019, Canada, and we had a crowd of a thousand people there. So, mm. even from that, 
and grown significantly. Yeah. And Benny, you, you do some wonderful work, mate. You're involved um, with a, um, a football program that's inclusive for, for children with CP and acquired brain injuries. You must be very, very proud of the work you do there because you're actually changing a lot of kids' lives, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, it's what I would love to do full-time yeah. because that's the base of the dream. And we are actually looking to expand over Sydney because mm. right now we only have one area where we're doing it, but kids travel from like the Blue Mountain World on to a two-hour session and they longer, they spend longer in the car yeah. than they do at the actual session. So hopefully next year we can have four different areas all around Sydney to north, south, east and west so people can come all over from wherever and Mm. Ben, it's absolutely liberating, isn't it, for those that compete? I have a nephew who turns 17 next February. He has profound cerebral palsy. And look, his position, he, he, he is not able to play things like, uh, you know, the, the modified version of, of football. But what he does do is he does riding for the disabled. He does swimming um, regularly. And it's amazing how it lifts his life it lifts his spirits it it, it it makes him feel inclusive in so many ways yeah it's amazing like uh what when people get to know me when i always say that cp football and like disability football changed my life and that's what i want to do to everyone else like i was involved in snow sports, athletics, swimming, football, and all the other ones. And it's basically, like, I can't speak highly enough of what sport and see, like, a special disability sport done for my life. So, uh, It's well said, Benny. And, and um, Timmy, what you don't know, Ben's involved in, in the greatest sporting moment I ever witnessed. It was a it was a charity charity cricket match at Mossman Oval, and, and Benny was given the new ball. He was bowling to George Gregan, the former Wallaby captain, and and Georgie tried to charge Benny and smash him out of the ground. And Benny bowled the perfect ball just over Gregan's head and bowled him. And George stood there asking for a no ball, and Ben said, "Fuck off, mate! You're out." The showers are that way. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you remember the ball of the century, Ben? What was that like getting George Gregan it? I remember it very, very well. <laughs> <laughs> Too good, Benny. Well, I love you, mate. Hey, thanks for coming on the show, Benny, and um, keep up all that good work. You are changing a lot of kids' lives. You're an inspiration yourself, mate, and. Um, yeah, it's good Good to catch up, mate, and chat to you. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ben. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to Dave Trodden and to Ben Sutton. And thanks to our sponsors, Shane. Yeah, www.xblades.com.au. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.